0: Hello and welcome to Radical Candor, a podcast from Panoply and Gretchen Rubin's Onward Project about how not to hate the boss you have or be the boss you hate. I'm Kim Scott, co-founder of Candor, Inc., and the author of Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity.
1: And I'm Russ Laraway, also a co-founder of Candor, Inc., and a career-long operational manager across the Marines, Google, and Twitter. On this episode, we're actually going to talk about the most common mistake bosses make when giving feedback. We call it ruinous empathy, trying to be too nice. Along the way, we're going to explain why ruinous empathy and praise make such bad bedfellows, with our own nightmare stories to prove it. We'll talk about how to give more effective praise, and we'll give you concrete tips for radically candid praise with this week's Candor Checklist.
0: We're very lucky today to have joining us Dick Costello. A man who's usually radically candid, but who's not afraid to share his own mistakes and some ruinous empathy, praise mistakes in particular. For listeners who don't know him, Dick is the CEO and founder of Chorus. He was the CEO and before that the COO of Twitter and before that, he founded FeedBurner, which he sold to Google. And my favorite part of Dick's background, he's also a stand-up comedian.
1: Great guy. Dick, thanks a lot for being here.
2: It's my great pleasure to be here.
0: So, Dick, on to our topic today, because you've got a lot of really great management stories. One of the Mostly
2: things- from mistakes I made. Yeah. You know, stories are mostly <laughs> mistakes. <you know. laughs> Here's another time I screwed that up.
0: The, and Here's the, the fifth
2: time I screwed that up.
0: Which is why you're such a great boss, because yeah. <laughs> you only learn. You only learn by making mistakes and then right. admitting it.
2: Mistakes and plenty of them.
0: Yeah. And one of my favorite stories is, uh, is around ruinous empathy and giving praise. Ruinous empathy is where you care personally, but you fail to challenge directly. You're so worried about somebody's feelings that you don't tell them stuff they need to hear.
2: I used to tell people managing by trying to be liked is the path to ruin, which I think is sort of the the same thing.
0: Exactly. A a great way to put it. And I think that sort of 85% of mistakes that people make are doing just that, managing while trying to be liked.
1: So when we talk about ruinous empathy with respect to praise, what we're really talking about is praise that's kind of more like a pat on the back, like sort of that good job. It's not Attaboy. Yeah, an attaboy. It's not really specific and therefore not particularly useful uh, is kind of the idea.
0: Or you're just trying to make the person feel good. Yeah, or you're trying to make the person feel
2: good. How can I get out of this difficult situation I'm in? Oh, I'll provide them with some incomplete, inconclusive, you know, pat on the back. Nonsense. That might not even be right. You
1: yeah. know. Yeah. I mean a lot a lot of bosses do they a big mistake they'll make is they try to issue some praise and they don't really know what was achieved. Yeah. Uh, Correct. Or by whom. Right. Um and that's almost worse than just saying nothing. Yeah.
0: There was a great woman named Karen Saprel at Apple who used to ask a question in the class managing at Apple. And she would ask the class, How much time do you spend planning and preparing to criticize somebody? And people would give a number, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And then she would ask, how much time do you spend preparing to praise somebody? And she would get a bunch of blank stares, like usually zero time was the answer. And that made people realize yeah. they didn't prepare. Yeah, to I think that's right.
1: Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're speaking a little bit from experience here.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a segue.
1: <laughs> There's a <good> Why, <laughs> yes, Russ.
2: Funny you should say that. <laughs> Nailed it. Tell
0: us your story. Good. <laughs> Tell us the story. <laughs>
2: um, so this is an example of, you know, having good intentions and having some information. So I was standing up uh, very early on in my tenure as CEO of Twitter and... Um, one of the front-end teams, it was a web front-end team, had basically uh, rebuilt the web front-end to be much more responsive and much faster. That's We'd, a big deal. Yeah, it's it a big deal. And there's a bunch of people working on it. And, um, you know, I always wanted to make a point when I was um, talking during all-hands meetings to highlight some things that were going well in the company, some things that we needed to work on, et cetera, during the sort of closing segment to the all-hands meeting. I'm commenting on the fact that we've shipped this uh, much more responsive uh, front-end. It's much faster. It's In fact, it's faster by this percentage. I think I even Knew the percentages, and in the back of the room, as I'm saying this, uh, being the sort of extemporaneous speaker that I am, I see the guy that's sort of the tech lead on the front end team, and I say at the very end of this, and so uh, special thanks to you know Dan and the rest of the team who have blah 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 worked on this, and I'm very pleased with myself and I go go home for the weekend. Um, and I get an email that night from Dan, of course, saying, "Hey, can you?" let everybody on the front end team know that I didn't come up to you and take credit for that. I kind of feel like a jerk because, you know, you called my name out and nobody else. And people probably think I went up to you and took credit for it. And I realized that by, you know, throwing out Dan and the rest of the front end team, i had actually thrown him under the bus uh, with everybody else. So I made <laughs> And you were just
0: trying to make him feel I good, I was just trying right? to make,
2: of course, just trying to, you know, highlight, hey, there Dan is who happened to work on this thing and good for him. And so I sent out a note to the rest of his team that night pointing out that I just happened to make eye contact with him in the back of the room. So the lesson learned was don't stand in the back of the room when I'm speaking. Uh, (laughs) No, you have to be very careful about giving informal uh, 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 praise and feedback because, you know, if you do it sort of half-baked or with partial information, you can end up throwing people under the bus.
1: Hey, Kristen, I just want to take a note here to put don't stand in the back of the room when Dick's speaking to add to our candor checklist for today. Yeah. (laughs) Rule eight.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think the takeaway for people is when you you know manage by trying to be liked or um as as you all refer to it ruinous empathy you just create misery for the team and end up throwing that person under the bus so you may think they like you now based on this thing you've just said to them of course 6 months from now they hate you the the lesson learned was don't call out one person and say every and everybody else either like put the names of the team up there or say everybody on the front end team, you know, not Dan and everybody else.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of caring personally, sure. right? You got right. You got to show a, right. a bunch of people that you right. care personally. Right. Yeah.
2: I think that's enough of the mistakes, great mistakes I've made. It's time for a few from you.
1: <laughs> Kim's, heard, Kim's heard this a few times, but I, I've coached Little League it's and, um, you know, I'm just a parent. I'm just a dad. And just like the rest of the coaches, we're just volunteers, we're just dads, and we're just trying to mostly help the kids have a great experience. There's a couple trying to relive their, their youth and, and live vicariously through their kids' right. Most of us just want the kids to have a good experience. Sure. So anyway, sticking a bunch of dads in front, you know, in front of 11, 13 kids, whatever it is on a team, they put us through a little bit of training. And there's a great organization called the Positive Coaching Alliance that comes out and does the training. It's a nonprofit focused on helping coaches to coach more positively, right? Uh, just as it, as it sounds. And one of the more interesting points that they make, and I don't, I don't think we'll be a surprise to anybody here saying to a kid at the end of a game, great job is as ineffective to a child as we would say that it is to an adult. In mm-hmm. other words, if it's something sure.
0: you would say to your dog, it's probably right. not good praise, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right, right. Good job. Yeah, good know. job. Yeah, you it in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good no, job. I
2: of course this is the the, the problem with the sort of unspecific random, you know, pat on the back like okay, yeah. like yeah. it's the equivalent of the participation trophy. Like, yeah. great job. Like, really you showed like, up. What? <laughs> yeah.
0: you, you wore clothes to work yeah. today? Right. Here's a well trophy. Done
1: yeah and so the the antidote is um to get away from generic praise because even children don't find any value in it yeah so the antidote they have us they, they teach is we write down very specific things that happen at practice it's very very specific things individual kids do, like write it down in yeah. a notebook, and then we'll actually take breaks at different intervals in the practice and we'll say to the kid we'll call out the individual kids and say the specific thing that they did well. by the way, effort's fine. We have sta- yeah, have standards for effort. We have standards for counting loudly during stretching, for example. Anything that's a standard or a specific standard is game, even for children.
0: Especially there's... for children who are going to call BS faster than anybody, right?
2: Yeah, I also think again the thing to remember about the, this is that it also creates misery for everybody else because then when you so, for example, you say "great job" to some guy who's like kind of doing a half-ass job. <laughs> well, now you say great job to the team that does the great thing. And they're like, yeah. well, he says that to the guy who, same yeah. thing, the guy who it's did confusing. the half-assed job and comes in at 10 and leaves at 3. So, you know, you just create misery for the rest of the team.
0: And it's sort of, hum- I remember recently my son had done, I forgot what it was, something amazing. And I was praising him and I saw my daughter's face was sort of falling. They're twins. So it's all, you know. And And so I tried to think of something really quickly that she had done well so I could give her some praise, too. And I forgot what kind of nonsense. And she looked at me. She's seven. And she said, Mom, I know why you're saying that. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. They're not stupid. People aren't, you know. Yeah, people aren't stupid. I Children think, aren't you know,
2: stupid. Y- yeah. I mean, this is what I usually always say in my management class at Twitter. You may think people are fooled. Nobody is fooled, right? Everyone sees exactly what's going on. And, you know, you're not you're not kidding anyone.
0: So, Dick, what's your advice for giving people praise, for giving great praise.
2: Informal praise, mm-hmm. informal, in the moment specific praise mm-hmm. is one of the greatest things you can do as leader. For example, um the ads API team shipped something and you know, instead of sending out a note, I just walked down there in front of the team where I knew exactly where they sat and spent a bunch of time with them or with all their colleagues sitting around them, you know, highlighted how important it was, how great it was that it got out. It got out on time, got out to all the ad's APR A partners correctly. I knew who all the people on the team were and I stood there among them and talked about that. And that's that kind of feedback. Informal, in the moment, very specific feedback, knowing who a few of the customers were that Kind of feedback is great. It's better, I think, than formal evaluation praise.
0: Yeah, and probably fun for you as well.
2: Of course, I mean yeah. it's it's great, and you can you know you can engage with them and talk to them about what's coming next. And those were always things I enjoyed um, doing and wanted to make sure I was doing more of. And I think that, frankly, people probably don't do enough of that.
0: And you did a great job at Twitter. Just to end on a little more praise. Yeah.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot for being here, Dick. You can read more stories and learn more about Ruinous Empathy on our website, www.radicalcandor.com. We want to hear your stories too. Tell us about the times when you've seen or experienced Ruinous Empathy. Write to us at podcast at or call us at 2626-CANDOR.
0: So we've talked about why the right approach to praise is necessary. And now let's get into this week's Candor Checklist. Specific tips you can start using at work today. So tip number one, spend just as much time preparing to praise as you do preparing to criticize. As we saw with Dick and Dan, it's just as important to get the facts right with praise is with criticism to get all the names down. If in the case of Dick and Dan, the next time that you give praise, take time in advance to understand the work, who did the work, and the context.
1: Yeah, I think that's a re- that's a really good insight for folks because it'll it'll be that'll be very intuitive. Almost everybody is poured over what they're going to say for a tough conversation and have probably praised people millions of times without giving any sort of forethought at all to that conversation. So I think that's a really important tip. Um, Tip number two, make sure that your praise clearly identifies both what was good and why it was good.
0: Why it matters.
1: Yeah, why it matters. So set the context for folks to make sure that they understand from your view why what they did mattered at all to this business or this team. Um, what specific work or behavior led to what specific impact? Ask yourself that question. Be able to answer that question before you go out there and give praise to somebody. The key is to remember, and I'm going to say this a lot. You'll probably say this a lot over the lifetime of this podcast. The key is to remember that the purpose of praise is to show people what success looks like. Show the person you're praising what success looks like. To show the person you're praising what you value or what the team or the organization or the business values, not to help someone feel good. Um, Huge
0: difference between those two.
1: An enormous difference, an enormous difference. And I think, unfortunately, if just in fact, you should just try this. Walk up to somebody and ask them the purpose of praise. And I bet I bet about half the time someone will say something like to make to make people on your team feel good. Um, That's
0: defining ruinously empathetic praise.
1: Border bordering on defining ruinously empathetic uh, praise. I, I agree. So just always keep that in mind. You're trying to demonstrate what success looks like. If it's helpful, you could use the situation, behavior, impact model for feedback, which comes from the Center for Creative Leadership. Um, the idea is explain situation, explain the behavior that you saw within that situation, then explain the impact of that behavior. If it's a little easier for you, you can also substitute in the work. So what's the work product, situation, work, impact? Both of those work just fine. But that's a good model to use when you're constructing your praise and getting ready to go out there and have a conversation about what someone did great and why. What about tip three, Kim? Tip
0: number three, if you don't mean it, don't say it.
1: I can't, I cannot stand when people do this.
0: It's awful. It's really awful. Don't just hand out random attaboy compliments. If it's something you would say to your dog, it's not good praise.
1: Yeah. And and here's the here's the thing. Um put yourself in that. you've you've received this kind of nonspecific attaboy type pat on the back. Not
0: attaboy, boy, but at a girl, maybe. Yeah,
1: either, either one. Um for our listeners. Um you've received this and it didn't I mean, did it really work? Was it effective? No. Did it help you? No,
0: it's annoying. It mm-hmm. makes me feel patronized.
1: It makes you feel patronized. And it doesn't even work for little kids, as we talked about earlier. So just put yourself in the shoes of the person receiving the praise. You can actually really do yourself, the business, your, le- your leadership a disservice by handing out these random attaboys that don't mean anything.
0: But do remember to hand out a lot of praise that's meaningful. Don't back off your good intention of giving three times as much praise as criticism.
1: Exactly right. All right. To recap, tip number one, spend just as much time preparing for praise As you would for a tough conversation that includes criticism.
0: Tip number two, make sure your praise clearly identifies both what was good and why it was good, why it mattered.
1: And tip number three, if you don't mean it, don't say it.
0: As a reminder, we want to hear your stories about ruinous empathy, feedback, or about management in general. And as always, feel free to send us your questions. Tell us about the challenges, the annoying things you're currently facing at work. Write to us at podcast at RadicalCandor.com or call us at 2626CANDOR.
1: And that's it for Radical Candor this week. Our producer is Kristen Meinzer. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Our theme song is written and performed by Cliff Goldmacher. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Candor. Our email address is podcast at RadicalCandor.com. Our website is RadicalCandor.com. And the Radical Candor book is available for pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Passage, and your local bookseller. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or a comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show and... We're doing a t-shirt giveaway for those who leave us reviews.
0: All you have to do is leave a review and be radically candid in your review.
1: We will be announcing those winners in future episodes.
0: I'm Kim Scott.
1: And I'm Russ Laraway.
0: We'll be talking to you next time.
1: Thanks for listening.